to hear this story today. I am too. So we have a special guest. You know, every once in a while we do these and we have people who are not anonymous who are like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to tell all my stuff and not be a secret. <laughs> and like, fuck it, I'm a hoe. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hoe, proud hoe. So we have Zach here. Hello, Zach. Hello. Uh, how are you guys doing? We are good. So Zach, tell us a little bit about yourself first and then we're going to get into your story. Sure. Uh, yeah. So my name is Zachary Zane, and I write the sex and relationship advice column at Men's Health called Sex Explain It. Also, I know brand ambassador for Love Honey, which I know you are too, Ashley. Yes. And yeah, but I'm a sex relationship writer. I've written for GQ, Washington Post, Cosmo, kind of other places too. And I um, also have my newsletter, Boy Slut, which is honestly half of it is I just write like erotic stories that happen to me. So I'm just going to share why I, I really just like the crazy fucking stories that I have. I just write them out. And uh, it's like, it's like real life erotica kind of. <laughs> and so that's Boy Slut. If you Google that and you start reading those stories. Yeah. Be more, I think I might share one of those actually today. Uh, yeah, I'll get ready to I got a few. How can I subscribe to Boy Slut? Now you have piqued my interest. Yeah, no, you just literally Google Boy Slut. I should be the first one that comes up. Click on the newsletter, Boy Slut Zachary Zane. Click on the newsletter, subscribe. See which of the titles there, you know, pique your interest there. And uh, read away. It's a lot of fun. Cool. I, I have to say, don't you? I love being a sex and relationship writer. I think it's like really cool. Do you like, this is off topic, but since you're here, uh, <laughs> do you do you like your work? Is it fulfilling? I think it's like uh, the coolest job ever. It's, I think when my mom was like, do what you love and the money will come. She didn't realize I just be like sex. I love this. And, uh, and now this is how I'm going to make money. But oh my God, I, I fucking love it. I, I think it's so cool. I often write a lot about like male bisexuality too, and try to add a lot of visibility towards that and try to stop with kink shaming and, you know, open people up to ethical non-monogamy and polyamory and open relationships. So it's just a cool way to, um, I don't know, I, f- I feel like I get to help people uh, a lot. And I get a lot of thank you letters and it's just really rewarding. So I really enjoy doing it. Not to mention that I get to write about like, some of the shit I write about is like, I went to uh, like hedonism in Jamaica, which is the sex club there yeah. and just like wrote about fucking a shit ton of people like that's a fucking awesome job i just like go to sex parties and write about it half the time and people pay me which is shocking so i yeah. fucking love that yeah i'm going to hedonism in september um people pay me to go to talk about it from like a you know like a black woman uh, standpoint so i'll be going in september and then i'll be writing about that experience once i come back we'll have to compare notes we do <laughs> We do. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Zach, what whole story or stories do you want to share or have for us today? I know. I'm trying to think, like, what are some good ones? I think one I always like uh, sharing is so 
I went to this like event that was called Meat Market and it's in Amsterdam. And I was specifically actually in Amsterdam for like the month writing this uh, sex column for Hornet. And I'm just kind of going out and kind of documenting my fun uh, experiences here. And Hornet's like a gay and bi hookup app. And so I was in Copenhagen and I had to where I uh, actually in Copenhagen, I went to one of the gay bars and side note, like the, I got up on the table and the bartender just blew me. I uh, like just took my pants down completely was standing up on the table. Um, so that was fucking fun. But so I'm like, I have to go back to this party meat market. This is a huge fucking party. And the way it works is all like the bottoms. So the guys who are going to get fucked, they get there 30 minutes early and they all wear like hoods. So they wear either white hood if they want you to wear a condom or red hood if they don't care if you wear a condom. And so the idea is they can't see anyone and they're not allowed to in essence choose who fucks them they're just bent over and they just get fucked by all these guys that come in and so you walk in and it was at this place called club church and so i walk in i'm like you know what i'm gonna talk when i do this i i think the bottoming sounds very intense and i was you know younger back then now i'd be like fuck it let's go but so i walk in and it's like 150 guys who cannot see you just like all bent over uh like you know railings over tables over this there's like an upstairs and people are holding on the railings and they have like guys there where if you want to like take a break you like raise your hand and one of the guys will like escort you out to like a room to rest and there you can kind of take off your hood and see what's going on and take a break but you just walk in and it's just like it was fucking, it was a smorgasbord. It was fucking wild. And you go in and you can just like slap every dude's ass. You could fuck every dude. You can face fuck every dude. You can do whatever the hell you want. And it was so funny because the ratio of like tops to bottoms, there were significantly more bottoms than tops. But so I get there and I just like, it takes me like, a, I have a couple of drinks. I talk to the bartender. I'm like, well, this is nuts. And I went, I think I fucked like 10 different guys. But by the end of it, it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. Like, because these guys have been fucked by a lot of dudes. And so, <laughs> uh, like, you have, to, you have to find the ones where it's like, okay, they still have a nice ass. But they haven't been fucked to the point of just fucking being so loose here. And the thing is, you know, every time you get fucked by a different guy, these guys come around with a Sharpie and they mark you to see how many guys, you know, fucked you by the end of the night. And the winner gets, you know, like free entry to the next time you go around, which is all of like 25 euros. So that was the story then. And then I'm there. I'm visiting oh, straight from. Okay. Oh, hold on. Yeah. There's a part two to the story. There's a part two, but we can start oh, okay. with this. Okay. Oh, part two, because it's the same night. So part two, I'm there with my straight friend. And he goes like, I want to go to the red light district. I'm like, sure. I'm, you know, I'm pretty tuckered out, but like we can go. And I tell myself, oh, I'm going to go. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to find like the most like Eastern European prostitute. You can imagine, like, I just want like huge fake tits, huge fake, fake ass, just like the most kind of like a cliche, like a uh, prostitute that you could find. Uh, just if I'm doing this experience. So then I end up, you know, having sex with her. And we go, and I say something along the lines of, like, I think I probably fucked more guys than you did today. And she did not fucking like that. <laughs> she got really, I'm like, obviously, I'm using a condom with her. You have to use condoms with them. Uh, but she got really fucking upset when I said that afterwards. And she was like, I, like, you can tell, like, her mouth just fucking dropped. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go. I've paid you. We've done this. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Was she um, offended? Was she like in competition with you or something? I, I, I mean, I think homophobic or. And probably homophobic, probably biphobic, probably a little confused as to what that meant. 
no, definitely. I mean, it's definitely not coming from a place of not homophobia. She was definitely like not turned on and did not like that. No, definitely a little homophobic. Um, but to get shamed by a prostitute for my sexual behavior. <laughs> oh, wow. That was, that, that's how you know you're a huge hoe. That's right. how you know you're a big ass fucking hoe. Right. When a prostitute shames you, like you're, you're yeah. Yeah. You have prostitutes like in Amsterdam clutching their pearls. Like, right. oh, yeah, the sex workers are clutching themselves there. I've done, I've done something here. I've done something right. So back to the meat market. I really have questions. Yeah, yeah. please. Like, that does, Crystal, like, honestly, that sounds like, do they have those for, like, women too? Or right, it no. sounds fucking amazing. Like, can I wear a strap and come in there? <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, they, they wouldn't know. No, um... <laughs> they got their masks on um no this stuff is very gay centric for sure mm-hmm. they've got their mask on it's covid safe but still it's COVID safe. yes not fair not fair no, this was well before covid i did uh, right i had this uh, adventure <laughs> that sounds yeah. really fun really fun and exciting i don't know if it's something that i would probably do like a one-time thing i don't know if i want to do that like you know again multiple times but like this, a one-time thing, um, I would like to do, if they had this situation like for women too, where you can be, you can right. be the top or a bottom, like I think it'd be really kind of interesting to have all these, you know, variety of people with their ass up and then, you know, whatever comes by, comes by and does whatever. I think it would be kind of, you know, it'd be kind of thrill, thrill seeking. I think it'll uh, give you like an adrenaline rush. I think it'd be kind of fun. You know what I'm saying? So Crystal, you're crazy. Oh, I'm sure it's a huge adrenaline rush. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be an adrenaline rush. But, you know, you've been playing in that sub area, Ashley, so I can see why that would be cool for you. Like, I would want to top, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I, would be, I'd be with, with I think I want to do both. I think I would like to do both just to see how it is. I also, I also know for me, when my attention, attention span is set up, you know, <laughs> I, I probably got, you probably got about a good hour of my time. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's do something else. <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to go back and experience the opposite. I feel like I, I did the top thing. I have to try the bottom thing next. But I think I just need to really work on my squats before I go. So I have to have one of the nicest asses there because I'm competing with with so much, right? So right. Yeah, I was going to ask, so how do you choose? So like, what made you choose the one that you chose? Or did you just go down a row and it's like, boing, boing, everybody? Oh, the biggest, the biggest, fattest, bubbliest asses, period. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. I, I love big asses. That's what I, I look for the big ones. Well, I definitely will lose that competition. If it's, if it's all day on big asses, like I'm going to lose every time. Well, that's just, that's <laughs> what I like. That's what I like. People like different things. Some guys there, they want the hairy asses. They want the smooth asses. You know, they like the, the tiny tight asses, whatever it is. I just know what I like. I can only speak to that. Yeah, this is what we're all thinking. Like, if we were hooded with our ass in the air, would we be chosen? Yeah, like... (laughs) Imagine you go and no one has sex with you. What a devastating experience. You're just hooded the whole time, ass up. (laughs) Every three hours, not a single person. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Right! Self-esteem just shot. Like, I, I would be done. <laughs> I'm going in the green room and having some snacks. I'm tired of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so that's cool. I, I want to go. Amsterdam's on my to-do list, a place I want to go and visit and explore. And I do want to write about that, too, to see kind of, like, what it is. And, um, yeah, that's on my uh, on my bucket for things to do. Chris, have you been to Amsterdam before? I have not been to Amsterdam. I've heard tons of stories. Um, but I've not been yet. 
we should go and do a whole tale in Amsterdam. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Our adventures in Amsterdam sound like a business expense to me. <laughs> yes. I love also like I business expense, all this stuff. I write about it. I get paid to write right. about it. Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> Let's do it. So uh, your other story, Zach. Uh, so, so, okay, this is a fun little story here. Uh, nothing, nothing as wild. But I was having a threesome with like two of my friends and now one of them is actually my boyfriend. Ooh. And um, hold, let me back up the zoom here. So yeah, so uh, and, you know when you're just kind of drunk and you're having fun and like, so we're all hooking up. So like, I'm fucking my boyfriend while I'm getting fucked by my friend. So like, I'm in the middle of this daisy chain of this train. And so my boyfriend's, you know, he's on his back mm-hmm. and I'm fucking him. His legs are up in the air and the other guy's just behind me fucking me. And it was just like, everything was so hot. Like, it was so good. And I don't know what the fuck came over me, but just in the minute, like in the moment, I just scream. I'm like, fuck my flat, hairy hole. And then both of them just erupted in laughter. Like we all had to fucking stop. I was like, yes, bitch, fuck my flat, hairy hole. You like this shit. And they just like, <laughs> like, and everyone's like, what the fuck did you just say? Why the fuck? But I'm like, I don't know. It's it's what came. I, I think it was just like, I don't know. I like to smile a lot when I have sex. I like to laugh. I like the hotness. I like the seriousness of it. But I was like, I was like, this is just too hot. I, I, I got to ruin it. I have to ruin this moment. It's just too hot. Uh, and they still make fun of me. We're like, and my boyfriend, when he signs these things, he's like, love your flat hairy hole, baby. Like, shit like that. Like, always just fucking make fun of me for it. So I have a question. This 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 question is, is involving around anal sex, right? Sure. So I've had anal sex a few times. Not not enough for it to really matter, right? You know, a few times here and there in my life. So okay. I, somebody asked me this question. Um, I got this question probably a week or two ago. What I was told from my um, gay male friends with anal sex, like they prepare for anal sex. They have like these enemas and these things they do to prepare. I don't do all that. I, I didn't do all that when I was doing it. it again, it was only a few times. So, you know, but it's one, this girl, she, she had inboxed me because I apparently, you know, in the midst of her and her, her partner doing the do, they got some do on some stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she was asking me, like, what should we do? Like, so this won't happen next time. And I was like, you know what? Let me ask somebody who probably knows more than I do. I I, uh, I know. I know the answer to this question. But, I mean, first of all, like, you can prepare as much as you want. Some Like, when you're rolling around in the mud, you're bound to get a little bit dirty. Like, you can be perfect, and sometimes shit happens, in this case, literally. Yeah. Not the end of the world. Like, if it happens, you clean it off. If they're, like, an asshole, too, about it, like, then fuck them. Like, like what the fuck do they expect? They're literally fucking you in the ass. Like, yes, there's obviously a large possibility of shit. So don't let people ever shame you for that. Because I've heard stories where, like, whatever it is, people are like, what the fuck? Like, how did you not know you were doing this? Or blah, blah, blah. And they're like, are you like, what? You're yelling at me for this. So don't don't accept that type of fucking abuse. That's fucking awful. But bottoming anal is honestly like a lifestyle, as always I say this. And you see the guys or girls who are getting fucking the ass a bunch. They are eating healthy like every day. They keep like, they're taking their fiber pills. They're drinking a lot of water. They don't, they purposely are not eating burritos or greasy foods or oily foods, or fatty foods, or fried foods, or any of that stuff beforehand. But really the key is to, 
because sometimes I do douche and I do the enema and then sometimes I don't. I have a good sense of my body at this point. You can kind of test yourself. But if you really want to be clean and what you can do is you get like an anal douche, which is typically this little bulb and you don't need to do a super crazy clean. You don't like some guys do it for an hour and a half. That's too much. You can just do like two, one or two bulbs, maybe it takes all five or 10 minutes. You squeeze it up inside you. You just use regular water from the tap and then you kind of release it out over the toilet. And it takes like a few times getting used to it, but then it's a really kind of quick process. And it depends also like, it also depends how, what you are taking and like how big it is. Cause kind of like you're like anus, like the first kind of like five, six inches, you'll be fine. Like really, cause the thing is like your, your anus does not store feces, right? So like it's passed through your rectum and it's passed through your anus. It's in your intestine. So when you get fucked and you're getting fucked in the ass and you're getting fucked in your rectum, it's not like shit is like sitting there. Like it's like, that's just really what it passes through. But if the guy has a really big fucking dick or eight or nine inches, then you have to like either yeah. use like a hose or you have to douche a lot more and kind of get up into the second chamber there because yeah. he's really getting the fuck up there and he's poking around. But if it's just a normal five, six inch dick, you don't have to spend more than five, ten minutes. Eight or nine. Ooh, 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 Lord. That's, that's... If, you're, if you're taking if you're taking a big fella. Yeah, it's you, get, you have to you have to clean out a lot more. That sounds like it hurts. Eight or nine. I, I mean, it's, there's a time and a place, uh, and it, that is not it's my go-to. Because my ass never, it's never a time it, for that. It's never a time and place for a nine-inch stick up your ass. Fair enough. It's, <laughs> it's like, you know, th- that's, that's a specialty I'll have on once a year, but I'm not trying to die. I'm not trying to be impaled. I'm trying to live my best life and continue living it. So I... You're saying that yeah. if there was a person that I was willing to try this with and I was dealing with eight or nine, that would not be what a beginner needs to handle. Yes, a beginner. I mean, if you've never taken dick in your ass, like you should start with honestly a pinky. You should start with a little <laughs> toy. Otherwise you're going to fucking hurt yourself. You can get anal fissures, you can get tears in your like anal lining. Uh, that fucking hurts. Like you can't just... You know, you walk before you run here. You can't just expect to take a nine-inch dick your first go-around. And if you do, like, it's probably not going to... It's going to be painful and probably poopy. So do not recommend that. I don't even know how you prepare for a nine-inch penis up your ass. It's, it's not enough lube made. <laughs> There's not enough lube in the world. It's. I mean, when, when you do this shit, and if you know, like... Like, you know, it's happening. You usually prep for the day. You know what I mean? If you have a nine inch dick coming and you haven't been fucked in a while, you will start, you know, before someone comes over, I might, you know, use some sex toys, loosen myself up with some butt plugs with some anal beads, whatever it is. So that way I've spent, you know, 20 minutes, a half an hour over the course of the day. Sometimes I just put a butt plug in my ass and just have it in for the majority of, you know, have it in for four or five hours and just let it stretch out kind of. But honestly, the best is you want to take something in and out repeatedly. So if you know it's going to be fucking huge, odds are you're preparing for it or you've been taking this consistently to the point that you're you're used to it and you have it and you're already warmed up. But like, yeah, no, I, I definitely prepare if I know this guy is going to wreck me. Mm-hmm. Going to wreck me? <laughs> if I'm about to be wrecked, I, I need to prepare accordingly. You definitely have to prepare for uh, eight, nine ten inches of i I prepare for eight nine ten inches of going in my vagina so i just can imagine for my anus yes crystal are there any like post uh anal activity best practices that we need to know about 
I'll tell um, you, I've only, ex- like, I've not had anal sex. And, like, my only anal experience was I was, like, having sex with a guy. And he's he's pretty big. And he has pretty big hands. And he put, like, his entire middle finger up there. It was, like, my first experience. And he didn't, I don't think he knew that. The good news is that we were in a good place. And I trusted okay. him. I was really wet. And everything was fine. Like, I wasn't in any pain. I was just surprised as <laughs> fuck. Yeah, that's, and then, like, uh, after, yeah. I felt like maybe I can still feel his finger there. Like it was brand new. So what are some post best practices that I should have known about? I mean, it, it, you don't necessarily like if you had a good experience, you know, and you loosened yourself up, you don't really have to worry too much. There's not much for you to do. But like one thing, there's a suppository called Comol 4. It's like C-O-L-M-O-L-4. And you can get it off of Amazon. And it's a suppository that I just kind of take consistently after anal sex. It's like something that helps the anus kind of heal on its own. It can help with tears. And so like if I've just got fucked really hard, I'll be like, well, let me just put this in here to help things heal. But like in general, you don't really have to actually do anything. I mean, when you're done, if you had a good experience, but if it hurts, you know, then you need to, to take care of that. But yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're fine. Amen. Good. Good. <laughs> right. We're, we're definitely fine. I have a friend, like, that's all she does. She loves anal sex. That's like her thing. Yeah. The people who love it, especially with the women too, it's like the women who love it fucking love it. I yeah. mean, with gay men, it makes sense. Like that's kind of like your, your option. Uh, <laughs> that's what it is there. But uh, I definitely had an ex and she was very, very into it. It'd be pretty funny because she always wanted to do it. I'm like, I fuck plenty of guys. Like, I just want to fuck your pussy. And she's like, oh, no. Like, yeah, we can do that. But first, fuck me. I'm like, okay, we can do this too. (laughs) Uh, I'm not complaining here. But uh, I was like, no, I I get to do it. Like, anal is not like a special thing for me. It's it's how I have sex the vast majority of the time. But yeah. Cool. So, uh, Crystal, do you have anything else? I don't. This has been amazing and informative. And, you know, this podcast continually makes my very innocent self take additional leaps. So we'll see what happens <laughs> next. Yeah, it does. And I think Zach is the first gay, bi- well, bi male we've had on here because most of, most of them are women. Then we do have men, but they're like heterosexual. You know, they're doing regular, regular lame yeah. and stuff. <laughs> Nothing spicy at all. Very, very lamely fucking pussies all the time. Like, all they, <laughs> you know, they have a threesome and they think they've done something. Oh, we've had threesome. We're freaky. No. <laughs> you know? uh, that's good for them. <laughs> so tell tell people that where they can find you, your stuff again on social media um, and all that jazz. Yeah, so the best way to follow me is on like Instagram or Twitter. It's Zachary Zane underscore. So there's the underscore underscore at the end. Sign up for Boy Slut. Just Google Boy Slut or Boy Slut Zachary Zane. That will come up that way. And yeah, read Sex Explain It, which is my sex column at Men's Health. But if you follow me on social, I share all this shit all the time. He does. And I'm looking up Boy Slut now because I really am about to, I really am about to subscribe because I'm nosy. Isn't there it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm nosy and I like to read about um, different people's shit. So. It's fun shit. It is fun shit. And, you know, I'm a writer first, so I feel like I can tell a good story, especially when I'm writing it. Well, we thank you for coming on Ho and Tell, Zach. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. And make sure you guys are following us on social media. I am at Sex with Ashley. Crystal is. 
at Crystal the Oracle. And we have a Facebook group, Ho and Tell Podcast Discussion Group. And until next time, we'll see you guys later.